Aloha and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kainoa Carlson of Hi Now, and today we'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today, we're connecting the dots on self-care during the holidays. This is important. Today, we're sitting down with Heather Peruki. Heather is an experienced licensed therapist and previously served as the Director of Behavioral Health with Helping Hands Hawaii, overseeing programs focused on health, well-being, and supportive care for some of Hawaii's most challenged populations. Her experience helps the community understand trauma, its impact on the body, mind, and environment, and how to find support. She now consults full-time for her own company, ChangeWorks, LLC, and emphasizes creating impactful change in our local community. How's it, Heather? How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. This is a, an important topic to be talking about. It's the holiday seasons. Um, the emotions are running high right now. We are continuing to navigate this new time and space of COVID. So what kind of emotions might people be feeling during this holiday season? Well, I think... You know, we got to start with sort of acknowledging that this is a totally different holiday season, because if you remember last year, we were basically closed. I mean, the world wasn't necessarily closed, but people weren't freely traveling. You know, there there wasn't widespread vaccinations. There wasn't really even sort of etiquette or rules about it. And so we really do have to acknowledge that this is like a going backwards, but going forwards. Like we're going back to the way that like things were, but we're going forward to this like new way things are now that we have, you know, rules and, and, and vaccinations and boosters and, and all kinds of. It is crazy times. (laughs) It is crazy times. And, you know, I think we're experiencing the same emotions of holidays that we usually do. There's stress, there's taking time off of work. There's going to see family being away from family. You know, I think about my, I've been married for a long time, I'm going to get the years wrong, but like 12 years, <laughs> my poor husband. And, you know, we have to split time between our families. So there's like missing out on opportunities to connect with people. And we're like in a resurgence of connecting with our family. So I think there's a spectrum of emotions that you could be feeling from joyfulness to like, I get to hug my nieces and my nephews and I get to see my grandmother who's 93 and I'm super stoked about that. But I also like don't get to do and see everything or everyone that I that I want. So there could be some grief there, could be some sadness, even like some stress and anxiety around traveling during COVID too. Yeah, and I think what uh, the pandemic has done in a lot of ways is it's heightened all of those senses that you just kind of talked about these ideas of anxiety and grief. And, um, as we can continue to try and navigate and, and check in on ourselves and our, our mental well-being, you, you mentioned it earlier, this year is different. Let's talk about some of the different challenges and circumstances that the holidays in this new world in 2021, like some of what, what it'll provide. Yeah. The number one thing that I would encourage people to do is acknowledge that it's different. I think this is a step that we really skip in even just like our regular day-to-day activities. We have to acknowledge that what we're experiencing is a different perspective and a different approach to our regular life. So um, I mentioned when I was coming in, I'm an essential worker. So I never really stopped going out, you know, engaging with people face-to-face, going and meeting people in person. Um, I spend some time at the hospitals, things like that. 
but many people like were closed in for a while. And so if I don't wake up in the morning and really dedicate a couple of minutes to acknowledging like, this is a little bit harder than it used to be. This is a new navigation of a different kind of normal. If I don't acknowledge that, I tend to feel much more rushed and much more overwhelmed by my day, as opposed to if I, you know, sort of wake up and say, okay, so I have a lot on my plate today, or I don't have a lot on my plate today. And then, you know, as we navigate like traveling and celebrating holidays, there's things that we have to acknowledge, family members that aren't there, family members that we wish were celebrating with us, friends that we're, we're missing out on, people who can't travel because of various reasons. And so I think, you know, if we're experiencing these sort of new emotions and it's different than it usually is, we really have to spend some time just acknowledging how we feel. And I think a lot of us skip this very important step of saying, it's okay if I feel sad. It's okay if I'm experiencing joy and grief at the same time. It's okay if I miss people and I'm excited to see people. Um, and I think too, the, the part of our day-to-day -day that a lot of us skip out on is like, we can simplify things. They don't have to be super, super complicated. You don't have to do everything for everyone every single day. So I think if you start your day acknowledging that it's a little bit weird, maybe sometimes uncomfortable, maybe you don't really want to do things, you can start from this idea of, I'm okay where I'm at, and I'm going to do what I can. Yeah, I like that. That It just kind of starts with that like self-assurance, that it's okay that not everything's right. okay right now. Right. <laughs> like, it's cool. Things are weird. It's fine if you say that out loud. It's fine if people disagree with you about it. You, you got it. It's good. Yeah, it's just, especially now. So uh, the, the holiday seasons bring so much joy and a lot of stress that's that's coupled with that. It, and you mentioned it. It's seeing family. It's splitting time in between family and friends and going to work and taking time off from work. Uh, but it is really important uh, to prioritize your mental health, especially during the holiday season. Um, and, and talk about why that is important, especially now in 2021. Right. I am a huge proponent of prioritizing ourselves, and I will hopefully preach this until the day that I take my last breath. But if you prioritize your own self being well, and you prioritize the things that you can do to create wellness for yourself, you will inevitably be able to show up in a much more effective way for, for other people. So like I mentioned before, if I get up in the morning and I know that I have a really overwhelming day, Generally speaking, I'll do a little self-check-in, like, am I hungry? Do I need to take a quick walk out in the sunshine? Do I need to have a bigger coffee than I normally would or like a different kind of breakfast? And then after I do that self-check-in, I check in with my husband and I say, listen, I need a little extra help with walking the dogs today or, you know, I need you to check in with me because I'm not feeling super great today. And so, again, it's that simplification of like just knocking it off with the compliment or the complicated stuff, right? Right. Like it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be a walk around the park. It can be taking five minutes to like let the sun sort of shine on your face and take a couple of deep breaths. And so there's a few things that you can sort of tuck in the back of your brain with prioritizing your mental health. One is recognize where you are. Am I in a good place? Am I in a healthy place? Am I in a place where I'd like to change things? Am I in a place where I need extra support? Um, am I in a place where 
I'm going to have to say no to something or maybe take something off my plate? Or am I in like a really, really able-bodied, ready-to-go place where like I'm going to take on my day and it's going to be awesome? So the first is to recognize where you are. The second is to envision where you want to be. So do I need to feel better? Great. I'm going to take these kind of two steps. I'm going to pour that extra large coffee instead of medium, and I'm going to make a to-do list before I start my workday. Or am I in a place where I feel really competent and really able, and I'm just going to like dive right in and start kind of tackling my, my already made to-do list that I did the night before? And then the third part is to really give yourself props. I'm a huge fan of patting yourself on the back when you get something done. So when I kind of arrange my day, I take the top three things that have to get done today. Like someone is going to find me and yell at me if I don't finish these three things or, you know, I'm going to make a late payment or something like that. I try to do the three things that absolutely have to get done. And then when one of those things gets done, I like go take a break or I take the dogs for a little extra long walk, which some days they love and some days they don't want to do because maybe they don't need as much free time. But I think, you know, if we can congratulate ourselves for doing the things, even the things that are expected of us, it can help us be in a really good where we are place. I like that. It's kind of that uh, realization of where you are, envisioning where you want to be, uh, and being okay with giving yourself props when things go the way that you want them to. I think all three of those are important forms of self-care. Um, talk a little bit about why that's important and how important self-care can affect your mood and uh, mood and even your body as well, physically and mentally. Yeah. This one's such a tough one because we want to do things that help us stay physically wealthy, wealthy, physically healthy, but sometimes we don't want to do those things because we feel tired or we feel fatigued or we're overwhelmed. And it can be hard to find that balance between I want to move my body, but I also want to rest my body. And so this comes from that whole idea of recognizing where you are. If you're in a super healthy, capable place, you may want to go do like a hard workout. You may want to go run. I had to hang up my running shoes a couple of years ago and it was very sad for me because I used to love to go outdoors and run, especially in Hawaii, right? Oh, like, absolutely. You have basically perfect weather year round to be able to go outside. Uh, and, and some run. not bad views. I, on well, the run. <laughs> I mean, like who doesn't like watching waves crash right. while they run, you know? But, you know, I, I felt really bad about that because I use that as my way of coping with high stress days. I would go out and I would kind of, you know, push my body, breathe really hard, smell all the smells around the parks and things like that. And when I hung up those shoes, I like had to come to terms with where I am and where I am is not being able to do that anymore. So I started walking. I was not a quick fan of walking <laughs> right? <laughs> because it feels different, right? If you've, I've been a runner for almost 25 years. So you know, once I started walking, I was like, man, this doesn't feel the same. But then I started weight training a little bit. And so I've now switched over to this idea of some days my workouts are super hard. And then some days my workouts are like, listen, I'm going to show up. I'm going to go through the steps. It might not be the most amazing day, but I'm going to finish it. And then I'm going to pat myself on the back for doing 
what I needed to do in order to be in the right headspace. So when you ask about like why it's important or why we need to create self-care as a need, it's because when you do that and you craft what's important to you and you prioritize that, you really do become this much more effective version of yourself. And then you can show up for other people. Yeah, I, I think it that idea of self-care and being able to take care of yourself, because how can we take care of other people if we can't take care of ourselves, right? That's that's an essential part of it. Uh, can you maybe list some ways, tell us uh, appropriate ways to care for ourselves during this time and so we can get to this place of self-care and get to this place of realizing where we are? I think the number one thing is to recognize what you need. So for me, I need to be able to take time away from things. I am a recovering people pleaser. I almost always will show up for other people before I'll show up for myself. And one of the biggest COVID learning lessons that I had in my own life was I actually cannot be everything to everybody. I am historically very, very good at showing up even when I don't have anything left in my tank. And while that's a good thing in some ways, like in terms of character, it doesn't create a really like full and capable human for myself. And so I was giving a lot of myself away, but not filling up that cup that keeps the, you know, the motor running. So my number one thing is to recognize, you know, how much and what you want to do where you are. So for me, it was walking, right? I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk around the park every day. We just uh, moved into Waikiki and so Kapiolani Park is really close. And so I was like, every day I'm gonna walk around the park once. And then it turned into twice. And then like height of lockdown COVID when all we could do was go outside, I went up and about around Diamond Head. And that really helped create this space in my head for physical wellness, but also emotional wellness. Sometimes I would walk with a friend, sometimes I would listen to a podcast, things like that. So if you recognize where you are and what your capacity is, do one thing that's going to help you physically be well. If you're limited with your mobility, then do something like yoga or Tai Chi or stretching or even laying in Shavasana for 15 minutes while you let your brain clear, you know, let your body do something that's kind of physically restorative. And then the second part is to focus on one emotional health item like journaling, talking to a friend, um, listening to a podcast that teaches you something about your, your psychological health. And then the third part, if you have time for it, and if you have the capacity for it, and if it's something that you want to do, it's your connection with others. So in Hawaii, we believe that everyone is already connected, right? That there's this, this imaginary invisible rope that connects all of us as humans. And I feel like if we lean into that connection, we find the space that we need to be able to fill our own cups. So that physical, emotional, and then that connective with other people. Yeah, I wanted to follow up on something you just said, but I think the important thing uh, for anyone listening, basically, and what I'm gathering from listening to you is that it's, it's important for us to just try and do something. I mean, even during the lockdown, like you said, it was, okay, the gyms are closed. Uh, I'm going to at least go around the park or do something. You couldn't run, and so you got into walking. Um, and it always fascinates me, too, even in my own personal life, when I go to the gym and I see people in wheelchairs, that are sure. kind of just actively working out and they're 
not able to physically perform, but that idea of being that mentally strong and having that type of self fortitude to know that I need to do something. And I, it's, it's always inspiring to see that. Um, and this again, touches on this very important notion of self care and why it's important not to neglect it. So for anyone uh, who's listening right now, who maybe is neglecting their self care is continuing to be a people pleaser, continuing <laughs> to show up while their tank is on E. Uh, what advice do you have for them? Uh, so that that's, that's not the case. Well, if we want to full circle all the way back to the beginning, it's really just to pick one thing and then go go consistent with that. So for me, it was getting out in the morning and walking. And it's funny because two years later, I still do that. Now the dogs get to join me because we've worked up their mileage. Every once in a while, my husband, who hates taking long leisurely walks, like long romantic walks on the beach would not be his thing, but you know, He'll join me on Sundays. He'll be like, hey, babe, you want to walk around the zoo with the dogs? And we'll like just chat about our weeks and and sort of connect with each other. Like he'll join me now. And so if you pick one thing and you stay consistent with it, you can then congratulate yourself for building something. If it's that you want to work on your upper body, maybe you make a plan of five basic upper body techniques that you want to work on to help with muscle definition. Or maybe it's you want to incorporate more greens into your day to day so you have like I probably couldn't do this, but you, maybe you put spinach in your smoothie or you add kale to your, your lunch or something like that. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to hire somebody. You don't have to go do something fancy. You can just like pick one thing. Um, let's say you hate being outside. Maybe it's an hour of video games every day. Like that's your thing. You, Maybe you do role player games and you connect with other people that way, or maybe you want to play Tetris for an hour or Candy Crush or what does my husband play? He plays, um, it's a clash game and no, I'm not going to be able to remember clash, clash of clans. Yes. And he loves it. So he plays, you know, that's like his wind down in between work and, and home. And I make fun of him cause he likes to play with the volume on. So like I get all the sound effects and all that, but you know, pick one thing that creates that feeling of health and wellness in interior, interiorly, like, you know, internally, and then do that consistently. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, there's this idea that when we're very mental healthily unwell, we need to do something extreme. And so that's when maybe you decide to reach out to a therapist or you decide to reach out to a peer support group or you ask your PCP for some thoughts on, you know, potentially, you know, I have an anxiety disorder or I'm dealing with some seasonal depression and maybe we talk about medications. So I think that there's also this idea that if those things don't work or they aren't effective or you don't feel the results of them, there very well could be something deeper going on. Um, if, uh, people need access to resources, could you provide some for us? What good, um, good tip lines and, and, and obviously, uh, for, for people to reach out to you, but just can you touch on some of the community resources that are available for people who are, who are needing that extra help? Yeah. You know, one of the things that motivated me to go into self-employment and, and start ChangeWorks was this idea that sometimes our system of care can be really difficult to navigate. You know, when you, when you find out or you figure out that you need something, people will call me and they'll say like, what do I do? So the number one thing that you can access is your health insurance. So if you have health insurance and you're connected to one of our local companies, 
you can call the customer service line or you can go online and you can click on the resource tab. And you can type in, I need help with my mental health. I need help with my physical health. I need help with social support. And there's a plethora of ways to connect to other people in our community around those sort of specific breakdowns of types of help. If you don't have health insurance, there's a whole department through the Department of Health called the Adult Mental Health Division. There's also a Child and Adolescent Mental Health Division, so AMHD and what we call CAMD. And those departments are specifically geared towards folks who cannot connect to insurance for whatever reason. You fell off of insurance and you you know didn't you don't know how to reconnect to it, or you. Um, in rare cases, like you have a trust fund that you can't access, but you don't have day-to-day -day money. Those departments are designed to connect, help you connect with resources in which you don't need insurance. And then the third one is, let's say you're experiencing a crisis and you wake up one day and you start to have dark thoughts or you start to think about hurting yourself. You start to think about even suicide to some extent. Holidays can really bring those feelings on for us. We have the crisis line which is 832-3100. You can also just call 911 and they'll connect you to whatever emergency service you need to be connected to. Um, our police department is actually trained in navigating those calls. So, you know, there's a broad spectrum of help. And my suggestion is, again, to like start with one thing. The other thing too that we often forget about because I think there's a little bit of stigma around talking about our mental health, is our friends and family are likely getting help from somewhere. So word of mouth can be an incredible resource for you too. Maybe your auntie or maybe your best friend from grade school is actually seeing somebody that's helping with whatever their particular challenges or issues are and they can offer you a connection with that person or that person's in a group practice and and you can connect with them that way and what about people who would like to connect with you directly is there a, a website that people can reach out to you on yeah so seo and marketing is just not my strength and i will be completely honest with that but there is a landing page for changeworks it's changeworkshawaii.com you can also email me, heather at changeworkshawaii.com. And I tend to be within 24 to 48 hours for responses. And I think, you know, I, the majority of my work is through consultation. So I'll help agencies develop programs. I'll go in and help with behavioral health supervision for their staff to help with, you know, how we support the clients that, and the members that they support. Um, I do assessments to get folks connected to longer term care like case management or help, you know, find a therapist or, or psychiatrist. But I do have a small private practice and it's really fun for me to work with people one on one. So I guess worst case scenario, if you get stuck and you have like no idea what to do, just call me and I'll help you figure it out. And that's cool. I have a little team of people and we love to help people get, you know, collaborative care in our community. Fantastic. Heather, last question before I let you go. Just one message uh, for all the listeners this holiday season to make sure that we don't neglect our self-care uh, and that we can stay uh, as happy as we can during this holiday season. I'm going to make it a two-parter. So the first part is there's a lot of pressure on us to be together, like to have togetherness and prioritize togetherness. It's totally cool if you need to take a little break and you need a day to yourself or you need to create some 
mental health time. Like maybe there's a bunch of holiday parties and you just don't have it in you to go to them. It's totally okay for you to prioritize your own alone time. I am an extroverted introvert. So I love being out, I love being social, but I require a lot of time to recharge internally by myself, sometimes with my kind of close uh, circle of folks. And then the second is to be super realistic with your expectations of yourself during the holiday. Don't overcommit to stuff. Try to really prioritize how you spend your time and who you spend your time with so that you can come out of this season, enter into like, what the heck, 2022 already? Like, it's crazy. Enter into this new year with a refreshed perspective and not feeling like you need a vacation from your holiday vacation. Well, thank you so much. We're wishing you a happy and healthy end of the year as we get ready for 2022. I'm Kai Noah Carlson. I want to say a big mahalo to Heather Peruki, licensed behavioral therapist, for joining us today on helping us connect the dots on self-care during the holidays. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast. If my workplace offers UHA health insurance, how do I check if my physician is part of the UHA network? Where do I go to review my health plan benefits? Can I order my prescriptions online? Do you cover telehealth appointments with my doctor? I'm a business owner. How can I get a quote for UHA health insurance? At UHA, we're here to make healthcare simple. For all these answers, just go to our website at uhahealth.com.